Welcome everybody to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 33. I am your host, Khalif Adams. I'm joined with my man, Amelo, that guy over there. <laughs> Fire team leader of Spawn on Me, Exodus, Destiny, 1.2 star date, uh, all the other stuff that you would say if you were a really big nerd. Cicero Holmes, how are you, sir? What up, everybody? Um, a prelude to things to come. I will say, what's crack a lacking? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I am, I am, you know, I'm here. I have seen the vault of glass, and that's it because I haven't conquered that bitch. What a motherfucker it is. Um, anyway. Wait, you haven't finished the, the vault of glass? Yet? No, no, listen, man. <laughs> I, I am beyond frustrated it is the thing that shall not be named um beyond frustrated <laughs> with that with that fucking raid um trying to coordinate a group of people to get together to actually do it to get them to follow directions correctly and and do everything that works um is is super super difficult uh, we, I mean, I guess we jumped right into it feet first with more Destiny talk, but uh, yeah, I still haven't finished it. Still haven't finished it. it I'm, you know, I am G- Gene Hackman from Unforgiven trying to build a house. I will finish the Vault of Glass, have a heart attack, and die. There you go. <laughs> That's probably what's going to wind up happening. Yeah, yeah. It's the funny thing is, it is a real telling thing just to kind of see how humanity will break down when you have to give people directions. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like, yo, you do, you do kind of see the like gamut of emotions and like the people who can take orders versus the people who are like staunchly against taking orders. You can see it real quick. People are like, yo, I'm not, yo, I'm not, why I got to do it? Why I got to be the one to snipe? Right. Right. I don't want to snipe. Who knows how to hold the relic? I don't know how to hold the relic. Right. Oh, why you got to do? Why I got to do it? Right. Why I got to do it? Why I gotta or, do it? or or the question: Who else knows how to hold the relic, and nobody fucking answers it? Um, so there, <laughs> so there was there was some talk um, earlier this week from from people around the net about how Bungie should add matchmaking to the raid, um, which is one of the most colossally dumb ideas I've ever heard. Um, simply because communication is key and it's hard enough being able to coordinate and communicate with people that you know and you've played with before. Imagine right. trying to do that with randoms. And then last night I was trying to do the raid and it was finally at a point like the, you know, the, the, the newness of the vault of glass has definitely worn off. It doesn't have that new vault smell, that new raid smell anymore um so we figured oh we're we're gonna do it we've got uh six people we're gonna do it we're gonna finish it just get the loot get it done get the achievements you know um but then we were doing it it was five of us that were miked and a sixth person who didn't have a mic and oh no that person was communicating with another team team member raid member via chat via text messaging (laughs) oh no yes needless to say i've still haven't finished the vault of glass um and you know you you have to be able to communicate you you just have to you have to it's it's, i'm I'm gonna say this real quick because i don't want to dwell on destiny anymore right 
until until some actual news comes out. Right. But I will say this really quick: I've had at least two people who I've squatted up with fall asleep. <laughs> I've also had people who I've squatted up with cuss me out. Yes, yes. I've also had one other person who squatted up with me, who I didn't blame them because they didn't necessarily necessarily go through the raid before. But one person who was, you can tell who the negative person, ne- negative people are and people who give up <sighs> real fast. Yes, like yes. people who, it's it's funny because I've never seen a game that has like broken people's wills. Well, yeah. <laughs> Besides like yeah. Dark Souls. But most yeah. people when they play Dark Souls are doing it by themselves. Right. This joint is like, yo, you're, you're, you are like such a negative person. Yeah. Why? You, I can't have you yeah. around me while yeah. I play this game because you basically break it. So, oh, man. I don't know. If there's any last things you want to add about Destiny, do it right now because we're not going to talk about it for a No. Listen, uh, I I will say again, shout out to all of the people that I've been playing with, um, members of the Spawn on Me podcast clan on the Xbox One, um, D-Day Omega, both the male and female form. Big shout out to you guys. Um, And, uh, you know, big shout out to everybody, the Big Pump. Um, people that don't listen to the show, my man flows or, you know, or my crew. Y'all know who y'all is. Y'all know who wow. y'all is. Yes. Really? I, I mean, really? It, it's been done. It's been done. I can't take it back. Really? I can't really? take it back. You know you who know? you is? Really? Yes. You know who you is. My name is Khalif Adams. It's already hard enough for me to get a job. Right. <laughs> well, what, is, you know, what, are you do, what are you doing? Well, well, I, I will say that um, it's very easy for Cicero F. Holmes the Third to get a job. It's really hard for me to get a job. <laughs> Word. We need to. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other story. If you know, if you know any folks who can hook Cicero up yeah, with yeah. some with some leads, right? Yeah. For his for his real uh, talk. Yeah, real talk. If yeah, if anybody in the uh, in the Linux administration uh, area in in the Chicago land area that uh, has some has some gainful employment for your boy, um, yeah, yeah. You know, you can you can reach us and I will reach back at you. Um, <laughs> so so uh, uh, that being said, all that all of that silliness aside, uh, Khalif Adams, how are you today? Things are good. Um, I had a pretty good week. Uh, work was pretty was pretty OK. Um, <clears throat> it was busy, but it wasn't too busy. Uh, if folks don't know what I do, I do customer support stuff um, at Idealist, uh, Idealist.org. Um, I can say that without feeling weird about what I'm going to say after that, because my face and name are on the homepage. So it's not, a, it's not like I'm like hiding things. Uh, so if you want to know where I work, if you want, if you want to dox me for that, then you right. can see it's on the page. Um, but it was pretty good. It was a good week. Uh, lots of fun was had. I came home. I saw a terrible movie. My wife and I went and saw a terrible movie with Batman in it. Ben Affleck. We saw a oh, girl. Oh, okay. Oh really? Was it terrible? It it was so bad. Oh, it was such. It's funny too because so like my my thing was like Ben Affleck is a decent actor. Sure. I don't. I wouldn't say he's a great actor. I he's think a much he's better a good director. actor. He's a better director than he is a. I mean, and even yeah. even the direct the directorial stuff that he's done has been. It's been good. It's not great, right? right. 
Right. So we were trying to figure out what the deal was about going to see a movie. We hadn't gone to a movie yet. There's a really dope theater out here in Portland called the Baghdad Theater, which basically sections off parts of the theater for people who want to eat while they want to watch the movie as opposed nice. to just watch the movie. Nice. Like when I say eat, like I had a Reuben with, nice. some, with some tots and a beer in the words nice. of Cicero Holmes, a beer, a beer. Yeah, I had a beer. <laughs> uh, I was sitting up in the uh, sitting up in the uh, balcony eating eating drinking uh, and stuff. And who knew that tots was a big thing in Portland? Who knew? <laughs> That's like a huge thing I thing I hear. Like people <laughs> eat tots with glee. It's like a thing that people are known for. Like y'all make these crazy tots anyway. Wow. Going, wow. So I I like I like got home and was like, all right. So what are we gonna do tonight? It's date night. Um, what do you want to go do? Let's go see a movie. What movie? Then you have the thirty-minute conversation about what movie because right. we both have very different tastes in movies. And I was like, "Do you want to go see Ben Affleck's penis?" And oh, it's, I like, mean, like, what? is that a thing? Like, supposedly that was the thing that people were talking about before wow. they like they had heard about the movie. And yes, it's based on a book and all that other good stuff. Right. But the thing that people were kind of buzzing about was like Ben Affleck's penis is in it. And I was like, hey, as a way to like give you some incentive of maybe wanting to see this movie because there's nothing else really to see. Right. Hey, you might get to see some random penis. Do you want to go? Do you want to go see it? <laughs> and, she, and she, I really feel I really feel wrong because I really feel like she, I was selling her on penis. <laughs> but that is a soundbite for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and we're not gonna. I'm probably not gonna say the word anymore. But that was like the, that was the selling point for for me to sell my wife on going to go see this movie because I love her because I love her and I love the fact that she's a feminist and I feel like it's fucked up because it's not equal the amount of nudity that you see between the sexes. So I was like, it's, hey, this yeah. is, this, you can you can totally go see some naked dudes. So right. I'll take you to the movie to go see the naked dude. Right. Uh, but well, besides that, well, the movie was bad. Okay. All right. So my 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 girlfriend is actually reading the book right now, and her mom uh, read the book and finished it, and she said the, the okay. book was okay. Um, yeah. But she but she also said she could see how it could turn into a good movie. Um, my like I said, my girlfriend is is trying to finish the book in anticipation of her having a girls' morning out to go see the movie with her mom and one of her girlfriends. Um, right. to go I think see, they should. Yeah, to go. See I think it. they should go still see it because yeah. the the first thing that um we noticed was that the writer of the book also did the screenplay. Okay. Which is which is rare. Right. Right. Um so it was interesting and I'd never read the book or heard of it until the movie. Right. But it was it was okay for what it was trying to do. It was just ham-fisted and weirdly like badly unrealistic in ways that you would think for the situations that were going on. And me, I have that problem with like cognitive dissonance. So just like, like I can't, once you do things that are beyond the pale and like, like things that I would never do it, but it, like it throws me off for me to continue right. to watch and still sure. be invested. So sure. that's like, that's my thing. Okay. I, I, once, once you do crazy stuff that I'm like, I'm reasonable and I'm a decent human being. I would never do that. Cause that's dumb. Right. <laughs> then then you kind of lose me on the story. And there was a lot of that in the movie. So right. uh, no spoilers. I didn't like it. If you liked it, it was good uh, for you folks who like who like stuff like that. I feel like people who like Fifty Shades of Grey would like it. Okay. Okay. So it's like if you like that kind of, of, of a movie and kind of story, then, you know, I'm I am more 
uh, a lover of movies like The Secretary when you talk about stuff like that because right. I thought that movie was good even though that wasn't a, wasn't like really did that kind of subject matter amazing either but it was better than some of the stuff that went along in this one and, this, and it, they, they don't correlate in the same way but I think right. There are, there are smidgens of it in there that, that kind of talk about some of that stuff. So, right. anywho, that's that was my week. My week was pretty decent. What about you? Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm 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 feeling pretty good. Um, there were some new games that came out, and uh, I got the I had some uh, behind the scenes family news that was a little uh, not so great uh, a couple of weeks ago, and 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 it sounds sounds like the prognosis is a little more positive and upbeat. So. Um, I'm really, really happy about that. And, uh, otherwise everybody else is, is doing well. So, uh, that is, that is important to me. I kind of sounded like the president in my own voice right there. Everyone's doing well. Uh, we're doing <laughs> things. The ISIS and you didn't, do, you didn't do the thumb thing that I right. see presidents do though. Oh uh, yeah. The, the, the Bill Clinton. Yes, we, I did not have sexual, um, Yes, and say Pakistan or anything like that. Um, yeah, but 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 yeah, you know, shit's alright, shit's alright, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm very I'm very happy to be here. Nicely done. Yes, nicely done. We had a pretty good week as far as listens to. Um, we're down a little bit, um, but it's also like in comparison to first first show numbers, we're doing really well. Sure. So we want to say again, thank you to everyone who has been listening, has been sharing the show. Right. It's been a really, like, that's been the crazy thing. It's been a really good week for people sharing the show, which is really, really helpful and really, really, um, uh, it's really, 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 really good uh, thing there. Really, really big show. Yes. Um, that, to- that tells you how old I am. Anyway, right. I'm well, not that, that's funny. Just, I'm not that old, but I know the reference. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we want to give a couple of folks some shout outs real quick uh, for sharing the show and being dope. Uh, hi, Dvorak. Uh, out on Twitter, we want to give a huge shout out to you for for letting me know that the folks from Fulbright, makers of Gone Home, and I are in the same place now. Like, well, I'm probably the newer one to hear, uh, <laughs> but give a shout out to to the folks at Fulbright uh, for making Gone Home for one because it's a dope ass game, and two, uh, maybe we can go get some beer and some tots. We'll go get some some dope foods together, and uh, and also recently Chuck Dude at Chuck Dude uh, on Twitter. Heard our show as a recommendation from Hyde Vorak and wanted to give us a shout too and tell us how dope we are. He said, "He's uh, he said seriously, guys, um, I'm playing catch up on yes uh, on your shows and you guys are funny as shit. So thank you, we appreciate that. Thank That's you. pretty dope. Yeah, word. Yeah, and we had a couple of other folks who followed us and that was great. Uh, we we will probably give you guys a shout out in our show notes as well. Uh, we're trying to uh, basically get some folks on the show. We're looking for guests." We are serious about that conversation about trying to get some uh, streamers of color on the yeah. show to have this, to have a discussion about what the experiences are for you uh, doing that. Um, if folks want to see a really fun stream, uh, go to twitch.com slash deep voice, B-O-Y-C-E. Okay. Uh, it's a young brother from out in New York, uh, and he's been playing a bunch of different stuff. I basically came upon his... his uh, his stream uh, because he was doing lots of wrestling streams, doing lots of WWE game streams. Uh, and then he moved on from that to GTA and some other stuff. And he's, he's actually really funny. He's a funny cat. 
he and uh, Big Red, who you can find over at uh, twitch.com slash Big Red and why you can find them at those Twitter accounts as well. Um, Funny dudes. We're trying to get those dudes on the show just to talk just to talk to them and see how they're doing and see, you know, I want to give them some support for being dope and and being like in the game and doing their thing. So a big big shout out to them. Um, anybody that you want to give a quick shout to? So, yeah, I want to uh, say what's up to uh, Maximus Prime on uh, on Twitter, um, Prime with a Y, um, who, whose friend Nikki McNeely on Twitter uh, received the, and last bit of Destiny Talk, received the, a, a specific shader. I don't know if you know about the shader. It's a shader called Cicero. Um <laughs> And and posted a picture of it, and he wanted to let me know about it. And I told him and her um, that they're welcome, and that the patent is pending. So, oh God, here we Nikki, go. Nikki, Nikki, who had no idea what the fuck was going on, was like, "What?" <laughs> she she literally responded with a question mark. It was awesome. And then and then like two seconds later was following me on Twitter because she got it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, uh, the, yeah, a couple of people have gotten the uh, Cicero shader. Um, for those of you that are listening and have received it, you are also welcome. Um, I know <laughs> it is your shader of choice and and that um, it does kind of look better and feel a little bit better on your skin than the rest of the shaders. I do understand that. I kind of have that effect on things. Rub it so, on your skin like lotion. Shit, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, there you go. That's that's uh, that's that's pretty much all I've got. Um, thanks to everyone that is following us and, and sharing the show. Um, also, a... a Shout out to Song of Day Man, Jonathan Mann, who is uh, who did a a he's his crusade is to create a song a, every day. It kind of keeps him sane and grounded and stuff like that. And he did a song for our buddies over at Isometric, and I was super jealous of the song because <laughs> it was it was pretty fucking cool. So uh, shout out, shout out to you, and uh, shout out to everybody else. Love you guys. Word. Oh, also, um, also, also, before uh, we go any further, uh, you know, remember, people, please, that the Black Web Blog Awards—they've uh, started their voting. You may have seen some of the stuff that we put up on Twitter. Um, as of October fourteenth, that will be the day after this episode posts. The voting will end for the semifinals. So if you want us to at least make it to the semifinals, please remember to vote for us in best podcast. That's the thing that you're listening to right now. Um, and also for our our site, the smallpointblog.com, and the best gaming and or comics uh, blog. So remember us there. Um, also remember our our very very good friend Sharif Jackson, who is in. Uh, he's been nominated in the best. Uh, I think it's technology and or science blog for his uh, site sciencelooksgood.com and best hashtag, 
which you know i don't know why stubnostications wasn't one of those <laughs> but but you know in in light of the fact that that's not there uh hashtag science looks good um it always does uh so if while you're there voting for us um if you can uh check some uh check some votes over to Sharif Jackson and all the all the really positive and wonderful things that he's doing for for people of color in the in in the STEM STEM section. Um, I almost said STEM cell, but in the STEM <laughs> STEM area of of the world, uh, that would be great um, because he is he is doing equally as awesome things as as we are here and and we're doing you know the shit that we do is second to none. So, so that was great. I love the way you said that. And you did it with a Kool-Aid smile. You did, you yeah. did like the smile that would have the like, if it was <laughs> in a movie, you would see like the little starburst and it go ping. <laughs> <laughs> so if you believe in Negro mitochondria, vote for Sharif Jackson. SharifJackson.com. Um, and I think, oh man, yeah, there was one other thing that I was going to say. Oh yeah, we have some pretty stiff competition. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we have some really great casts out there. Right. Um, it's right. going to be a big fight to get into the next round, so we are going to need every and every single vote that we can possibly do it. Um, we'll probably say this again before the end of the show, but absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna head into the goody good of of, yeah. of episode thirty three. The what? The what show? See, it's the Patrick Ewan episode, baby. I've been waiting for this. Look at that. Look at that. Listen, since episode two, when I talked about pancake cancer, you know, and <laughs> and if you guys don't know about pancake cancer, I, think I forgot I would, about that. I would say you need to go back to episode two and, and take a listen and find out what pancake cancer is. Um, I've been waiting for the day. Um, I was waiting for the day that we could actually and hoping that we would make it to 33 episodes so I could talk about my favorite Nick of all time. Um, not Willis Reed, although Willis, you're dope. Um, I'm talking about the center that uh, that followed you um, into into greatness, into the Hall of Fame. But he's first in my heart. Uh, he's first in my heart. I only have one heart, not multiple hearts. Um, Patrick, I don't know, Aloysius. I don't know what Patrick's middle name is, Ewing. Um, <laughs> That's funny because he is not my favorite Nick. He isn't? Who's your favorite Nick? My favorite Nick of all time is Anthony Mason. Oh, Mason, your face. Mace is my favorite, is my favorite Nick because he looked like, like we had similar body types. Mine was just right. without muscle. So uh, he, <laughs> we, so... he was like a big chunky dude who could dribble and he was not he was not skinny and he was like a point forward but that's more basketball talk we already have basketball talk to talk about wait a minute but. wait a minute hold on hold on a second hold on a second i know i've said this before on the show but i am the motherfucking shit i am the dopest man alive why, why is, that? is that why is that because patrick ewing's middle name is what no what it is I- not aloysius I am the motherfucking shit. I don't believe you. Uh, it can't be Aloysius. Listen, it can't be. That's wrong. That can't listen, be. Listen, <clears throat> things, you know, st- stuff is stuff says it, and he makes it happen. He makes it happen. All right. He makes All it right. happen. All right, Patrick Aloysius Ewing. 
It is now known to the whole entire Spawn on Me community. If you yes. did not know this already, yes. we have just dropped AKA knowledge yes. on you. Brains. <laughs> Brains. Oh, oh no. That's scary. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. Yes. All right, so I guess so, that brings us to our first story. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, Patrick Ewing, favorite Nick, uh, Anthony Mason, crazy handles. Listen, uh, I, you know, I don't know if people know this about Anthony Mason, but um, NBA, the NBA 2K series, when they decided that they were going to do the dribble stick and stuff like that with the right stick or whatever, they must have been watching Anthony Mason because that dude, he looked like he would rob you, but before he <laughs> robbed you, he would like he would break your ankles. He bro- maybe that's how he robbed you. He broke your ankles, and then you'd be on the <laughs> ground, all messed up, and he would just take all your shit and just bounce. Um, and I then, want there to be. It sounds like that sounds like something you would see in Shaq Fu too. <laughs> like that's my special move. I will I will dribble around you and make you fall down and then steal all right. your stuff. Like like that would be all your powers you'd be taken by a dribble move. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, serious. Seriously. Since. Um, because Strickland wasn't there and Mark Jackson weren't there, wasn't there when, when Mason was there. But I would honestly say without like, without hesitation that while Mason was on the Knicks, um, he probably had the best dribbling skills of any player on the team. I would agree. Yeah. Like, but he didn't have, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say if, if anyone ever watched, if anyone had the the good fortune of of seeing the Knicks during during that time from you know like ninety two to ninety six ninety seven, um, if you catch the pregame, Anthony Mason would just kind of put on a show. You know, most people have like slam dunk contests. He would just have handle contests. And you know, we're from New York, and he's point guard point guard mecca. Um, you know, so that the I mean, land re- of the land of the great dri- dribblers. Yes, the yeah. land of the great over dribblers. Right, right, right. And not right. and not shot shooters. Right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah he would yeah. he would definitely put on an N one show. Um, you want to you want to know who has like a better handle than Anthony Mason though? Who's that? Starting for the Sacramento Kings. Is it Leafy Green? Leafy Green. Oh. Who, who is now in my my career in NBA 2K15? Oh. start starting as a point Holy guard shit. slash starting as a point guard slash uh, shooting guard for the Sacramento Kings. It is Leafy Green who is my doppelganger, my digital doppelganger, due to the wonderful magical technology that you will find in the face scan that. Most people are having a problem with in NBA 2K15. So, oh, man. Yeah, I saw so, your picture. Right. I saw the picture right. you posted. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, first off, first first things first. Is it really, it, does it, is it as good looking as you are yourself, sir? Um, and or as good looking as your uh what is the ea version called the the oh the game face game face does it look like your game face or so here's a here's the thing though so the way it works on 2k versus game face so game face actually does this a little bit better because you can upload a high-res picture to their website right and it basically will take that and map it onto a character so you can have a really high definition picture of your face with all the lighting already done and you can like Photoshop stuff in there and it'll make it look better and you can adjust it a lot better. 
the way the 2K has done it, which is kind of kind of genius and also like awesome, is it basically uses the camera that's connected to your console. The right. beauty of that is you basically are getting like ILM stuff in your house. The crappy part about that is that it doesn't work as well as you want it to because you don't have an ILM setup in your house. So I saw a picture of that because I was trying to do it the first night that I got it. And it took maybe an hour and a half to maybe like it was like 14 times that I tried to do it. And I got a decent scan, but it made it look like I had two sets of eyes, two sets of, of lips and a nose that was on the far left side of my face, which is not the way my face looks. <laughs> and that didn't necessarily give me the excitement that I wanted to when I rushed home to go play it. But after doing magical things and having and having my wife basically help me do it, I got it. I got it into a uh, into a decent looking scan, which in the in the in the screen in which you pick your person and make you basically give your person uh, vital statistics and stuff. You give them a name, you give them, uh, you know, eye color and all the other stuff. It looks like, it looks like me okay. in the cuts, in the cut scenes that go along with that. When you start the mode, my face is really squished. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I look like one of the Goombas from the super Mario brothers movie <laughs> right, from the movie. <laughs> I kind of look like one of them and that's not dope. Uh, it depends. Certain cutscenes, it, re- it it continues to look like me, but in other ones, it doesn't. And also, the hard part is, and we'll talk is, about this a hold little on, bit more. Is Dennis Hopper your GM? Yes, he is. They <laughs> okay. all sound like Dennis Hopper, which we're going to talk about it also uh, in a second. But the crazy right. thing is, it looks like me in certain cutscenes, and then it kind of doesn't in others. And the one thing that's the most kind of like, uh, that pulls you out of it is the body types. There's only one body type. Right. Like right. I am not a skinny man. Like right. I I'm not a skinny dude. Right. Um and the ones that the, the only models that they have are like fairly skinny dudes. So you have like a kind of big head on a small body, which isn't necessarily dope. Right. But <laughs> um but it's it but it works. It like it's a proof of concept that the actual technology works. Right. You have to get over basically a certain amount of pictures in in, in, in the scan. It'll give you like a number. So if you have anything that's like from three thousand basically shots down, you get a poor scan and it won't really look that good. But if you right. get anything from five thousand and up, it'll pretty it'll look pretty good. It'll look uh fairly, right. you know, comparable to what you look like in real life. I saw someone today that had seven thousand hmm. uh hits on his and I was like, you must have taken every light in your house and basically put it directly on your face to get that to happen. Right. I did a trick to make it happen, which was something that um, if you're familiar with the uh, YouTube NBA 2K community, there's a brother out there named Shakedown who does videos. And he did his video of like how he got his scan to work and make it pretty good. And he was like, well, what you want to do is <laughs> you want to get something that is basically the same color as you and hold it up behind your head. Right. So that it so that the whatever excess light gets absorbed by that and that reflects back onto your face. So I'm sitting there at, at midnight at the day of launch or whatever, trying to scan this thing and it's like not working. I wait another hour. My wife is about to go to sleep and I'm like, baby, I got I have this I have this bed sheet. Can you like hold this bed sheet behind my head? Because I'm an asshole and I really want my face to be in this game. Cause I'm an asshole, and she so and she, begrudg- she begrudgingly did it. 
<laughs> and it totally worked. So it you totally had, came out and worked. You, so wait a minute, you had a bed sheet that's your skin tone? Yeah, I'm like mocha colored, man. So I'm like, I'm like a I, good, I'm like a good dark dark frappe color. <laughs> I mean, so like I've seen these videos where they they suggest this, and I'm like. Well, where am I gonna find? Like, I ain't got no doo doo brown sheets. <laughs> we have we have brown sheets in the house, so oh, I was like, "Yo, let me use this brown sheet." So, so like, it, it, if you it, if you had Egyptian cotton, right? So if you had, yeah, like this nine hundred thread counts, they they feel so smooth. <laughs> um, but like, so wait a minute, you're in your house. If you had no facial hair, and you were like sleeping, your eyes were closed. Mrs. Adams would come into the bed and not realize that you were there, uh, minus the lumps. <laughs> I would hope that she would know it was me. I don't want to <laughs> see. I don't want to see. I don't want to be like you, Captain Nondescript, black and black, uh, salt and pepper hair, black man. Right. Talking about oh, well, it's some <laughs> random just black dude just rolled up in the house. I don't know who you are. I would hope that she would know it was me. Oh man. I can only hope that she would know it was right. me. I would suck if she didn't. I would yeah. be like, what the what what what's going on? But you didn't have you didn't have as much luck with the space game, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah. So um, you you you're like the um, the comedy version of these masks of the drama masks. I am the tragedy version. Um, <laughs> it's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat over here. Uh, so so I digitally downloaded two um, K. And was super excited for the face scan, and 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 not only was I super excited about the face scan, but 2K is very excited for you to do it because the second you you jump into the game, that's the first thing they want you to do is to go in and set up the vitals and do all the stuff and scan your face and get you know get that stuff going. So there, the instructions for this are super vague. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're not very intuitive. I think they were, um, and I'm sorry that I'm going to be doing this, but I think they were listening to Bungie and getting instructions. You know, they saw how destiny worked and they were just like, eh, fucking nobody really needs instructions anymore. They'll just kind of give them, you know, some base, base directions. Um, but you know, as I've learned from, from the community and, you know, thank goodness for the community, um, that, that. When they tell you, like, one of the things that they say is to put your head in the box. Um, the box will turn green and it will start the scan. And then you got to turn your face from the left and the right. And when you think, oh, okay, well, you know, it's going to do a full profile. And, and much like the EA game scan, um, where they say do a left-right profile, you actually turn your face to the left, 90 degrees. You turn it to the right, 90 degrees. Um, well... In the face scan for 2K, it's really turn your face to the right or and the left, respectively, 30 degrees. Um, that you you know you don't necessarily really want your ear in there, um, and and that part that part of the information is very very helpful because this is them creating a scan of your face and part of the reason that maybe your face ka looks good when you're looking at it directly but also looks smushed in is because they compacted all of that information all of those minutia points that that they received based on you following this instruction that you didn't know existed which was right. to turn your face 
30 degrees as opposed to 90 degrees. Um, and, uh, so the, so the very first time that I tried it, um, I had to get down on all fours in front of the connect. I didn't record that part of it. Um, but I did record the rest of it. If you guys are following me on Twitter, you probably have seen it. If not, um, you can go to, uh, Cicero Holmes's YouTube page and take a look of me at me, uh, both describing and then showing the horror show that was that was my character i think uh sharif jackson said it best when he said that it looked like uh my face was caught in a vortex um (laughs) i i had no nose i had two sets of eyes um i i was and then my face was completely black while my skin was brown um it was it was it was freakishly bad. In fact, in fact, after I had built it, um, and it took it took probably about a half an hour to actually finally get it to respond and do it, and and my minutia points were probably about seventeen hundred. Um, so it was you know in in the very low scans, even though they said it was average. Um, but that night after I was done, I had a dream that um, someone was doused me in gasoline and then was running close to me with a match and and was about to set me on fire um but instead they just set the digital version of me on fire um it was it was really bad i so i woke up the next morning i tried it again you know having having learned a few things um and this time i got about 1900 points and now my guy just looks like a burn victim as opposed oh to an, as opposed to an abomination, and I haven't tried it since, partially because the motherfucking servers for 2K were not up yet again. Oh um, man, this is this is inexcusable. Um, you know, it, it, it's I, I. This has been a running joke. If you guys have been listening to the show, anytime we bring up basketball, anytime we bring up 2K, the joke that I always bring out is. You know, which game are we going to play? You know, we know that there's two versions of the game every single year. There's the version that that is released uh, in this case last Tuesday and the version that everyone winds up playing for the rest of the year, which doesn't come out until December. And yet again, yet again, this is what's happened. And and, you know, the fool is us. The fool is me because we continue to buy day one. Or at least I continue to buy day one, and I'm sure lots of other people have have bought a day one. And and I really, honestly, if I have to place the blame on someone other than myself, I place the blame squarely on EA for not providing me with a product that I could compare 2K against day one, because NBA Live uh 15 won't release until the 28th the same day that sunset overdrive is releasing so you know no one's still gonna buy it um because sunset overdrive by all accounts is is or at least xbox one owners probably won't buy it because you know sunset overdrive by all accounts is going to be a really really great game um and maybe you'll hear um some more about that in this space hint hint we'll see um but uh but it's inexcusable yet again for 2K to put out a game 
and and just kind of ignore the fact that they know when they release it that it's not ready. Um, yeah. And and they do it year after year after year. Um, I mean, it's yeah, been something yeah. that's been crazy, too, because this has been like a weird week for servers. We, you know, Sharif kind of tweeted out and um, we didn't really get a chance to mention this on the show. And maybe we did. I, maybe I just uh, misrecall. But him talking about how, you know, as much people are as, as much as people are giving Destiny shit about the gameplay of that game, the servers have been pretty much on point. Right. This has not been the case for 2K ever. Right. You know, right. and they've had right. a lot of time to get this right. right. They talked right. about having, I saw this on Operation Sports. Shout out to them. They do a great job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, ch- check absolutely. out their site and their forums. They have a really great community. Um, yeah. But they had a tweet or a conversation with, they were like, hey, 2K said, we have our top engineers on this. We're going to make sure that this is the thing. This is pre-launch. Right. You know, we were like, this is going to be a great experience for everybody. My park is at least as of last night when I played, uh, even though Ronnie 2K, uh, who is their PR guy, one of their PR guys was saying that it was up and running. It was broken for me. Right. I, you know, people floating around in in the air. Uh, you, they have these basically <laughs> spots where if you were to stand behind or stand next to a basketball court in real life, you would stand there and it would be like spots that would say you have next on it. You go there in essence two other people jump on the spot. You both have an opportunity to play. I tried that three times. It didn't even necessarily kick, like not work in game. The whole game froze and became (laughs) unplayable. Like I had to, the game would quit, give me an error message and I would have to start over again. So, you know, drive club is a shit show. Their servers have been awful. Uh, and that's a huge uh, component to their game because it's an online racing game where you have other people <laughs> who come together and drive cars, but they can't do it because the servers are crappy. <laughs> yeah, everything works in our online racing except for the online part. Except for the online part. The <laughs> online part, we're still working on it. ETA online sometime. 2K, on the other hand, is another... You know, it's weird because I don't buy basketball games to play with other people online anymore because the experiences right. aren't good. Right. Right. I've never like I like the folks and you'll notice if you ever do go to Operation Sports, like they are very, very um uh, outspoken about the things that are good and or bad in a game. Sure. And they do have some folks like in any other community that have like over complainers where right. you can do nothing right. If, but for the most part they're pretty nuanced um and stuff like that. Um the thing that you'll notice is they won't give uh, like people still get upset about buying the game for the online and it not working. And I'm like, you do understand that it's never worked. Like right, it's right, never right. worked. It's never right. been good. It's never been in a place that's been really stable and, or had an experience in a way that you would expect it to be. Like I follow a couple of folks from the dev side, you know, again, shout out to uh, the czar. Uh, go check him out at DA underscore czar. Um, he jumped onto their uh, dev team and he's made an immense pr- improvement on the way that that game plays. Besides the online components, the game is phenomenal. The game it still is. still it, plays it, it, extremely uh, well. It's even better with his addition to it. Uh, it's even better with the additions of Leftos, who used to be a person who was in the mod scene on that side. Um, they have made uh, immense improvements to a game that was pretty pretty good last year. That being said, 
people still get upset about the online stuff. And I'm like, why are you buying this game for the online part? It's a Sim Nation, you know, Sim style basketball that's supposed to play like real life. But human beings, when they play basketball online, they hardly ever play in the same way that you would see a real NBA team play. And that's not because of the way the systems are built. It's not because of the way the game plays. It's because humans are being humans and they don't want to do what you want them to do. Right. You can't really get mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it gives you the opportunity to do it. You just don't. I don't expect it. So I don't feel like that's going to be something that I'm going to go into my purchase of that game and be really upset that it doesn't work. I'm mad for the people who it doesn't work for, who want to enjoy that part of the game because they have some cool stuff that they're trying to implement. But right. they haven't gotten it right in a long time, if ever. So I don't know where these unrealistic expectations are still coming from. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know that the 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 expectations are unrealistic in so much that these people are asking for a mode that works and a mode that they that they've presented that the 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 the, the publishing house has presented the development company has presented and they're asking for that that mode to actually work. Um, right. I do agree with you that the online component has never worked. And the expectation that it will, if you've been following it, is is hopeful at best, ignorant at worst. Um, but the fact is that if you've got a product and it's not going, you know, you've got a mode in your game that's not going to work, then you need to remove that mode from the game and deal with the fallout from that mode not being included, then... Then or, or, you know, or maybe that's a conundrum that you have. Um, do you do do you do the NHL 15 route and and release a game that's not feature complete? Or do you go the NBA 2K route and and release a game that is feature complete, but it's fucked up? Those features are fucked up, you know, right? Um, because because I don't I don't play online either. And in fact, 2K is my RPG. It's my annual RPG. I I mean, I almost exclusively play my player. Um, I enjoy that. Last year was was really really cool with the addition with the addition of the the storylines and all the stuff kind of off the court. It did get a little bit repetitive after a while, but but the the introduction to all of that and I could you know kind of see where it was going. It really made me hopeful for the future, and they've really so far, um, you know, I'm still very early in uh, into into the my career my my career franchise and saga, but I'm really enjoying what they've done so far with it. It's it's different. I enjoy it. It's cool. Um, it works. My uh, biggest gripe right now, sure, about the 2K game 2K15 is the voice acting is horrendous. Right. But again, you know, I mean, using using your logic, why even say that? Because it's always been that way. But this is the thing. This is because right. because it's been bad. All right, so you have two you have two voices, you right? Two voices for your character. Can you choose One between is the, the two voices? Yeah, you can in the beginning. Oh, when I didn't, you make I didn't when you make your character. I missed that. Okay. So the problem is. And it's funny because we've we've highlighted some we've had at least one um, really good voice actor on our show, right? Sure. Um, yes. And we hope to do that with more people. But absolutely, the two voices that you have are the one that you had from last year, 
Right. You feel me? And then, yeah, you feel me? <laughs> then you have a second one who it's really interesting in the way that people, again, I, I don't know if it's a caricature, caricature of the way that they feel that black people speak. <laughs> or if it is just the way that they feel black. like it's it's this weird it's this weird conundrum of like i know people who speak like you know like they speak like they don't are, like they're afraid to be um eloquent in the way that they speak like i've right. sp- i've seen that and there are some people who just aren't eloquent in our right. community that's fine right. i'm right. totally fine with that in, right in all communities in all and yes I, that's a, right thank you for clarifying that yeah. that's what that's what i meant in all right. communities, in a in a game in which I am seeing people who look like me often, I always cringe when I see that version of ourselves represented all the right. time. Right. Now, mind you, I have heard numerous interviews from NBA stars and they all need <laughs> training. Right. There yes. are very few yes. that have public speaking uh, chops and they right. all sound awful when most times they're in front of a microphone. Right. That is that is a flat out like I don't think people could really debate that. No, no, no. no if you, if, you, if you ask them in there and being and they're being honest about it, right? It's 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 a truth, and part of the fact that that happens, and you know, this is a this is a tangent that I'm not going to go on, but part of the reason that that happens is most of these guys have less than 24 months of full college experience. Um, the right. full college experience. You know, most of these guys are one ones and duns. Maybe they're two years and done, but they don't even finish that second semester, that fourth semester of college before they're fully, fully on to, uh, you know, their MBA lives. So they, they, you know, never learn elocution or diction and, and its importance um, prior to uh, learning dribbling and dunking. I mean, I will, and this is, I guess, this is a conversation for another podcast and or another show when, right. when I have the Khalif, uh, the Khalif McLaughlin or McLaren hour. What is it? What was it on TV? <laughs> I forgot uh, the name of it. It was McLaughlin. on Channel 4. The yeah, McLaughlin, McLaughlin hour. Yeah. When I have McLaughlin that podcast is about strictly politics, then we'll, we'll talk about that. But I think right, right. All, although that is absolutely true, I was taught from a very early age. Absolutely. You you speak a certain way because people will absolutely then understand that education is an actual thing that means a right. lot to you, right? Absolutely, and and I'm absolutely. fine with that. Like I there's yeah. there's a debate within many communities, but especially in in the the black community about those conversations about people who quote unquote speak a certain way versus other folks who speak a certain way right. that we could have an hour discussion upon, and it sure. will have varying viewpoints depending upon who you talk to, what time of day, and whatever, mm-hmm. but. That goes back to say, I really wish I could get traded away from the Sacramento <laughs> Kings because each person on your team, oh, each each time you go to a team, you have a mentor, right? It's usually a person who is the the star of that team. Right. I have Demarcus Cousins. Oh my gosh, Demarcus Cousins is your mentor for the Sacramento Kings. I have Demarcus Cousins. Oh my goodness, you guys are gonna be burning down the fucking field in a little while. I have Demarcus. I have nothing but marbles in my mouth cousins. Oh my God. The problem with it. And the reason why I even bring this up is the fact that it goes to, it's like, I understand that you have an idea of what you want to do with your game to wrap this back around 2k, but the execution is really bad and it's not their fault. 
I don't think it's their fault. Totally. I don't give them 100% of the fault. But you also have to understand the, the people that you're using to promote your game and that you want to do it. Like, I've, I have headphones. I have good headphones for my, for my uh, gaming systems. I have no fucking clue what DeMarcus Cousins is saying in every <laughs> cutscene that we are that we have an interaction with. The there's a thing called 2KU, which is basically like the tutorial system that they have. And it really is telling just how badly people read lines who aren't used to reading lines. Right. Cuz it sounds right. extremely forced and it sounds like people don't understand inflection. Right. And don't understand how to read something with an up or a down or emotion or any other thing besides, right. hey, my name is Kevin, is is Kevin Durant. You want to learn how to dribble. Right. Do you want to learn how to dribble? I will show you how to dribble. And I'm like, stop. Right. Stop right. talking. Right. I really hate the way you talk right now. Right. I like, I know they gave you lines mm-hmm. and it's really pissing me off. I can't listen right. to it. It's pulling me out of the experience. It yeah. may- and the thing is, this is a spoiler. I'm sorry, but if you played, this is this is already said in numerous interviews. But basically, year two, you will get traded. Well, no, so, you won't. You won't get traded. Don't know. Isn't it, isn't that something they said that you will have? Well, you have the option to be traded to a team of your choice. Right. Well, what what? So so here's here's the real spoiler. But it's not really a spoiler because you should know. Like if you're you know if you've got 2K, then you already know this. If you're planning to purchase 2k i'm not really ruining anything for you um the way they did my career in years past was you had a rookie showcase you played a certain level and then you got then you got drafted based on you know roughly based on your play this year you don't get drafted and you get signed as an undrafted rookie to a 10-day contract on a team of your choice um, you get like half the league to choose from and you choose a team. Um, what happens is if you play well enough, you will get selected by a team, maybe the team that you got the 10 day contract from, maybe another team to play the remainder of the season. But it's a one year deal, you know, prorated to from when you start, you know, when you're actually on the team to the end of the season. So going into the next season, which I think is actually a really brilliant idea um, going into the next season, you have the choice as a free agent to decide where you want to play. It could be to remain on that same, the team that you were on, or you can, um, you can move to, um, you can move to uh, like, to another franchise, which I think is brilliant. Cause one of my problems with, with last year's version and years years prior was I was always trying to make my way to the Knicks so that I could bring a championship to the Knicks and right. I would never have enough time in the 11 months between when the game released and was working to when the next game released to play through to free agency the three years the three requisite years um till i became a free agent so that i could make my way to the knicks um it, you know it was just too much you had to play every game it was a lot of stuff and they've they've really found a way around that and they've made it easier for you to skip games going going through the my career so they they've done a great job with that yeah i think um, they've given folks so. options 
it's it is a little bit off-putting to a certain extent that the like there are glaring things like the things that are wrong with the game because the game is so good and has been has been good for so many years really do show themselves a lot more they are really more evident once you see how good of a product they've been putting out for the most part for a long time right so it's been interesting to see how that has been playing out and a lot of folks have been excited for the game they've also been really really hyped by it but it's also just like Oh man, I it, it if if Demarcus Cousins on oh, my team is this bad, I want to see how 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 bad other people are on their other respective teams. Well, I can tell you, since I am the backup center for the Houston Rockets, that James Harden is awful, <laughs> awful. His his readings so he 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 delivers his lines as if someone told him to literally read them and that was it that was it like yeah again no no understanding of inflection no understanding of the fact that this was that the that the premise here was not to see if his reading comprehension skills were were up to snuff, up to NBA standards, but that he was actually delivering a role in which he was a mentor. Um, it is, it is awful. It is awful. Um, and you know, I kind of the the thing that really bugs me out, and it's a weird, it's such a weird thing to say, is that I I almost long for the times uh, in years past when, or like last year. When you would have the occasional mentor come up to you and they they would just give you text and then you would respond with audio and they would be mute um, because the, the 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 speaking is just that bad. And, you know, I don't know if it makes more sense for a role player who's, you know, who maybe is a, you know, generally for, for uh, role players are. Are four-year college athletes. Um, they they have the ability to understand the nuance of of you know how to deliver uh, copy in a way that's believable. You know maybe it would have made more sense to get the seventh or eighth man off the bench on a team, a journeyman of some sort, to come and kind of be your guide and kind of show you the ropes. And I, you know, I know it's cool to get the, the high profile guys because they're more likely to be on the franchise for years to come. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty awful. It's pretty awful. And I'm interested to see what other people sound like. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's going to be fun to see what they can do with that. Cause the, they have a great foundation. I think that they have been building that foundation up for years and it's, it's getting really good, but it also feels like what they consistently do is try to build on the newest, newer thing without refining the older thing from the last iteration. And it feels like when they do that, they always leave things on the cutting room floor, which probably should have been all this audio, but they they leave things (laughs) on the cutting room floor that they could have built upon and didn't, but then they felt like I need to. We need to get this thing because the gamers need something uh, new and fresh and, and and all that stuff. I want I want them to iterate in a way that's conducive to the game being great because the the base game gameplay is awesome. 
but the, all the frills to a certain extent sometimes cloud the actual um, execution of what they're trying to pull off. So we'll, well see how that works. Yeah. We'll see how that works coming up in in 2K16, which I think will be their sweet spot. But um, for now, I guess our sweet spot is what our music break. No, well, it would be, but you are not going to get away that easily or that quickly, sir. What I do? So last week, since we're talking about basketball, you teased how you don't like Dr. J. Oh, Dr. J is from my hometown, F and Dr. you are J. my dog. You are my dog. You are my boy. But you must tread carefully, sir, <laughs> because Julius Irving is, is my father. Dude. He's got he's got a street named after him in Roosevelt. So this okay. Here's here's the yeah. quick and dirty story to that because it's not a long story and it's probably not even that in, not even that uh, awesome. But I will share it. All right. So, um. I was raised by my grandmother. I was raised in a house full of women yes. who I love dearly. Yes. And love them to death. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, rest in peace, grandma. Um, yes. And there was one other male figure in my house who was my uncle. I love okay. my uncle. Okay. My uncle and I are very similar in both good and bad ways. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I love him. He is like the only male role model I've, I've ever had in my life who was like of my actual family besides okay. out, outside influences. Right. Dope. And we loved Dr. J. I watched the fish from uh, fish from uh, fish from Pittsburgh, fish from Pittsburgh, fish from Pittsburgh. I used to watch the comic that had Dr. J in it. I, I remember fondly remembering the uh, uh, the Scooby-Doo episode. No, there was a Scooby-Doo episode that had like the Harlem the, Globetrotters the, the in Globetrotters, it. Globetrotters, right. And I think that there was some weird like Dr. J kind of something close to that that they had. That was a comic made by the same people who drew the Scooby-Doo uh, uh, animated series or whatever. And I remember seeing that and all that stuff. So I always wanted to meet Dr. J. My uncle okay. uh, had an opportunity to meet Dr. J one time. He was in New York. He was in Midtown. He was having lunch. And my uncle went over to him. And he was super excited to meet Dr. J. And my uncle doesn't get excited for shit. Right. He doesn't get excited. He's not starstruck. That's a New York thing. Right. Most New Yorkers aren't starstruck. starstruck. Right. But my uncle is even less starstruck than that. Right. <laughs> he went over to Dr. J. He was hyped. He was working down there doing security one night. And he went to go see. He saw him. He was eating food. He's like, Dr. J, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. And I've always wanted to, you know, shake your hand and get your autograph. Dr. J looked up at him, said, nah, get away from me. Word. He said that he said that to my uncle, who I've never heard heartbroken. Never. Uh, uh, he came home and I was like, yo, you met Dr. J? He was so hyped. And I was like, he was like, he told me to get away from him and don't ask for an autograph. He said that to my uncle, and ever since I was like, "Yo, f Doctor J." So I was so disappointed in that, and it's not—it's reasonable. Like people are celebrities or whatever, and they do whatever they do, and blah blah blah. But ever since then, I have not been a fan of Doctor J. I will still use him in NBA Two K Fifteen, but I am not a huge fan of him because of that one incident. It's stupid. It's kind of dumb that I feel that way. But that's my uncle. I love my uncle. F that. Right. I I family family come first. I can dig that, and I will. I will talk to uh, the trust over in Roosevelt and see what we can do to uh, to rectify that issue. I, I don't uh, know if there's anything that we can do, but 
I don't know. Yeah. I it's, also it's, met Doc. I also met Doc, and and Doc was equally as terse with me when I met him, but the circumstances were understandable. I I also walked away very very dejected. Um, but he was picking up his son from my college. He who lived in the dorm below me, um, and, and the dorm below me and our, our good friend Classic Materia, um, and uh, his son had gotten kicked out of school. So I met Dad, Doctor J, who was picking up his son who got kicked out of school, and I <laughs> had to tell had to tell the doc that instead of hanging out with me, a person from his hometown who was at his school on an academic scholarship, his friend was, his son was hanging out with drug dealers and, and the, and the like. Um, so he wasn't really a happy, a happy, uh, happy dad at the, at the time. And I, I didn't necessarily understand that at the time when I met him and I kind of walked away like much like your uncle, very, very starstruck. I never get starstruck. Um, but you know, I mean, it was the doc and he's from my hometown. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I kind of walked away a little sad and 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 melancholy. But in the years, in the years subsequent, I've I've kind of understood that. But uh, yeah, sounds like sounds like Doc was a little or, ornery. Um, and uh, you know, maybe we can get some positive vibes and some positive feelings out to uh, out to the Doc, and you know, maybe he'll come back away. And uh, now it's time for some positive vibes and some positive feelings in the way of uh, some music, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that real quick. We're gonna drop our music break uh, right about now. It's actually kind of positive because of the nostalgic feelings that it brings. Yes. So we hope that you will feel that as well when you hear this joint from us at Spawn on Me episode thirty three. We'll be right back. Check this out, this Warren G, you know what I'm saying? Chilling with my man Slick Rick, you know? And we're gonna give y'all a little tale about that jail stuff, you know? So Rick, why don't you run it, homie? Then the slamming kid, but I'm innocent. Lord played with, he wasn't having any pity. Now in Razor Blade City. Cries opposed to situation, seen mad eyes of those tries and rolls. Hey, yo, money, what size are those? Need the foamy to another sprang up. Mm, to gang up. On this kid, house in the foam like he didn't know how to hang up. Would be hard though, up to a minute or so, and then yells, time on. And when you get your commissary by this and that, or else I'm going. All right, everybody, we are back from our music break. Uh, this is episode 33 of the Spawn on Me podcast. Again, this is Khalif Adams, and I'm joined with Cicero Holmes. We are from the land of Chicago, and we want to thank you for listening to us. Um, the joint that you just heard is actually pretty, not, it's weird, it feels old, but it's not that old. It's um, Behind Bars from Slick Rick. 
uh, which is kind of fitting for this episode because we're going to be talking about some stuff after our next uh, <laughs> our next topic right. that will deal with some of that kind of stuff and craziness that's going on in our wonderful hobby of video games. So, uh, Bruh, one second though, you said it's not that old. That song is twenty years old, man. Is it twenty years old? It came out in ninety four. Oh my god! Yes, you wow. are old. Yes, twenty. Wow. Yes. Okay, yes. that's probably yeah. You're right. I was yep that age. Mm-hmm. I was walking around with a Jan Sport and a hoodie, trying not to <laughs> trying to not get beat up by the police. Yep, there it is. There yeah, it is. that's for real. Oh my god! So so we we came across this thing. Um, I guess that was like a Thursday or Friday of this week. We're we're taping on Saturday this week. We're taping a little bit late, and uh, we came across this uh, this news story that was a game that's being kickstarted from some of the old folks from the Insomniac. I'm not. I'm not sorry, Insomniac. not Insomniac. From the old uh, Bioshock Infinite crew, uh, they they formed uh, Bio Voltron, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, joined and made a new studio. Uh, and they're coming out with this game that they're trying to kickstart called uh, the Black, the Black Glove. Yes. Um, I, I, we're not going to talk about it in depth because, in, on, in, all, in all honesty, we want to have them on the show. We want to see what we can do to get them to get them on the show. I guess the premise is basically um, the there's this trans-dimensional 1920 kind of background. Um, it's it's kind of mini game ish plus has an overworld plus has it's all first person it all looks exactly like bioshock which is awesome and maybe a a little right not a bad thing at all not a bad thing i mean it's you you would kind of hope that the that the folks uh in that group would have moved would have wanted to move on to another kind of aesthetic but they also do that aesthetic really really well so i can get that as well um it's the, it, it kind of bases some mini games the way you basically use this black glove and you can like change the way that these artists have lived their lives through playing some of these mini games and then you'll kind of change the pace and change the course of their actions through it. Um, we're gonna put a link in the show in the show notes. Uh, we just wanted to touch on it really quick because we thought it was something that was kind of cool and, and interesting, uh, and we'll talk about it more uh, if, when we get more information about it and hopefully if we get the devs on. Uh, the show, which I'm going to reach out to them uh, right after this goes live. So, yeah, you have any you have any quick guys, thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys should definitely. If you guys are um, once you see the the link, or if you've heard about the Black Love, um, and you want to hear more about it, um, you should definitely tweet to them and tell them that uh, they should come and and appear on Spawn on Me, so we can sit down and and shoot the shit and learn more about them, learn more about the game. Learn more about their days at Irrational um, and um, where, you know, where they are and where they're trying to take it. I personally, I know that you're you you kind of wish that they had chosen a different aesthetic. I think that it was a very smart move on their part to to go with that aesthetic Mm -hmm. because it looks it looks exactly like, um, you know, something out of the Bioshock universe and that works to their advantage because that's their pedigree and um, when you're when you're an indie studio you have great ideas one and that you know that kind of helps sell your game but also if you've got something that's immediately recognizable to people 
if you've got, you know, something in your ancestry, um, in your history that that people can sit back and say, oh, yeah, these are the guys that did this, you know, it makes it a lot easier. It makes it an easier sell to to prospective customers, consumers, um, uh, prospective uh, distributors, all of, you know, all of those things. It makes it a lot easier when when the game looks like Bioshock and it's not a Bioshock, but you say, oh, these are the guys that made Bioshock, um, even though it's not irrational anymore. It's these these were the people that made up irrational and they're making this game. It makes it it makes it an easier sell. So I, I, I appreciate it. Um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to um, seeing what the Black Love is all about, um, but also looking forward to to having a chance to sit down and talk with these guys and see um, see what their thoughts for the game was and you know what the what the uh, the inception was. So yeah. that would be yeah. really really cool. Word, I totally agree with that. Um, let's see. So the next and last topic. Well, on the before show. before oh. we before we do that, I, you know, I cut you off. That's what I do. That's um, okay. Yeah. So, so if there are some devs um, that are listening to this, especially if they're devs of color, right? Um, devs of um, underrepresented peoples, as they were, um, or sexes, as as they were, um, that have a voice that isn't necessarily amplified and, and they want to amplify it by being on spawn on me, please, please, please reach out to us. And, uh, you know, we'll be more than happy to have you on TJ Thomas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no, seriously, seriously, in all seriousness, um, we, you know, we want, we want to have you guys on that's, you know, that's, that was the mission statement when we started. Um, we want to be the voice for us, um, us being people of color, us being women, even though we're not women, um, but us being underrepresented people in the industry, us being indies, um, you know, whatever, whatever us is to you as you sit and you listen to us, uh, Khalif and I, and you say, oh man, they speak to me. If you've got something, if you're a creative uh, and you feel like you want to be represented by us, we would be more than happy to represent you. So let us know and, and reach out to us. And this is the reason why I love you, my brother, because you picked <laughs> up that ball when I totally dropped it. <laughs> hey, listen, you set him up. I will knock him the fuck down, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is That's the problem when you're trying to be the timekeeper. You kind of rush yeah. through things when you see your yeah. things have gone long. No, so but, you know, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I was totally no, going to no problem. bring no problem. that up. Yeah, please do no that. Problem. Do that. If you have Kickstarter projects, if you have stuff that's in the works, uh, if you are coming from IndieCade, which is happening right now this weekend, uh, we see some folks who we love out there doing their thing. Uh, So please do that. We will send you emails and blah and stuff. So do that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, So friend of the show, uh, we're going to get into something real quick. And it's so funny. It is like the godfather all over again right right <laughs> we try to go away but they keep bringing us back in keep pulling us back in <laughs> oh my god so just when we thought it was safe to go back into the water yeah. gamergate has risen uh, uh again and has basically and has done something like it's crazy because we we have been keeping track of the story since the beginning um we are you know staunchly staunchly against you know the stances that have been taken that have nothing to do with 
journalism at all because it's mostly that the ones who did most of the stances that have been taken have not really been about journalism in any form or fashion. Uh, but this story that just, just hit actually, you know, Friday, we're again, we're taping on Saturday um, hits close to home because it involves a friend of the show. Um, Brianna Wu, who is one of the co-hosts of the isometric show, shout out to them. Yeah. Um, got some really ratchet, awful, tweets and was doxxed last night uh friday um and she got some really threatening tweets enough tweets that she basically had to she and her husband had to leave their home and remove themselves from their from from the place that they live because people were tweeting at them tweeting at her that they would do bodily harm to her um it, it i don't know what's going on in the space of what's happening to society in that respect, it's really, it, it, I haven't been this mad in a long time. And and it's not like I'm saying this just because Brianna is a part of a show that we really find ourselves in the same space, talking about lots of the same things. She's a human being. We are upset about every person that's been doxxed and been, uh, been harassed, uh, in the spaces that that have been explain, explain doxing for those who are uninitiated. Like so do, so doxing basically is if people illegally find information about you, dig into your personal accounts, dig into personal information, usually through hacking uh, or usually through, you know, open open holes in whatever security you set up for yourself. You know, it's the reason why people will use uh, two step verification on their emails or their Dropbox accounts uh, accounts because people can easily, you know, infiltrate and, and, and break those passwords and use that information against you to find out where you live, where you work, the people who you are intimately involved with. All those things is what you would term as doxing. It's like black hatting uh, in, in the worst form, uh, form of the sense of the word. Black hatting is like basically people who are hacking for, for ill will. So she was doxed. She's been she's been uh, getting harassed for a long time. All the women on that show have been getting harassed for a long time, as well as lots of women in tech and lots of women in the game spaces on both the non-journalistic, non-journalism and, and journalism sides uh, for decades at this point. But we wanted to bring this to light because there's a lot of stuff that's been going on that we've been seeing in the social media spaces that I feel are, you know, people are kind of half stepping and kind of you know uh tiptoeing around you know whether gamergate is a bad or a good thing whether what stances they take um when they talk about it um and it's a lot of stuff that we as spawn on me have been discussing internally we've talked about it in uh, a previous episode in two previous episodes we've talked about my particular stances and C's particular stances about it but i think at this point, especially because of an incident that just happened uh, while I'm watching social media crawl past my screen, there were a couple of folks who, you know, have not been talking out of, uh, about it in, in the ways that we're about to. And we think that that should change. And that's basically been most of the gaming media. Most of the gaming media has been pretty silent on the way that the harassment has happened the the way that people have been uh treated there have been lots of false equivalences that have been tried to have been made and 
I was raised in a way that was like, you you want to be reasonable, you want to be nuanced, but you also don't want to stand up for bullshit. And this is me. I'll say this for myself. I'll let C do it on his own. But I can't stand for the bullshit. If there's lines that need to be to be drawn in the sand, I'm totally for that. If you are a person who believes that Gamergate is totally a real thing and it's totally something you should be following and you should totally be down for it. I don't know. And I will say, I don't know if I necessarily want you as a listener. I don't know if I necessarily want you as a fan of the show. I don't know necessarily if I want you to be in the circles that we are in because we are not for that bullshit. And that's just a statement that I will put out there in the world. And if that loses us uh, listeners and that loses us uh, uh, people supporting us, I will gladly take that. The parts that are in in Gamergate that are the malicious parts of it that started from a malicious place in, uh, uh, in the beginning, if you've been paying attention to the whole story, we are not here for that. That's not why we're here. We will not support that. We will not support other people who will, who do support that. And we will, we will call you out on it if you do have that in your, in your spaces. So that's, that's coming from me. Uh, see if you want to add anything to that, please do. Um, man. All right. So I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the butt of many jokes. I create many jokes. I'm an asshole. I like to joke around. I like to do that kind of stuff. But if you guys have been listening to us for, you know, 32 previous episodes, you know that when the time when the time comes um, and it's time to get serious that I can. I'm red fucking hot right now. I am red, red hot. Um, If you guys follow me on Twitter. Um, and you know, you listen to the show, this is who I am. You know, you listen to the show and, and, and I actually probably censor myself a little more for this show than I even do in real life, which is kind of funny. Um, because I think that even on the show, I'm kind of blue. Um, but, but, uh, but, but, you know, this is, this is an uncensored take on, on who I am. And the, the difference though, between this and if you guys have followed us on the spawnpointblog.com is in my writing or, or even follow me on Twitter, um, you would find that I don't curse when I write. And this is just, it's just a, a personal choice on, on, you know, on my, on my behalf. I just, that's just how I do things. Um, it's, it's really weird when you think about it, but it's just what I do. Um, but last night I, I put out a tweet and it had cursing in it or it had a curse word in it um, because I was I was that mad. And I, I think I basically I called somebody a fucking punk, um, you know, and we talked about this Gamergate shit before. We talked about how people are saying that it's not about misogyny. It's, it's you know, it's about journalistic integrity. And, I, and, and then at that point. I, I called, I called the, the G Gators out and said, you know, no, it is about misogyny because the only people that you're talking to and, you know, spreading this type of vitriol towards are, are women. Um, and, you know, and yet again, here we go. Case in point, um, our good friend Lisa Brown, um, wrote, uh, she didn't write an article, but she shared an article, um, that was written by a friend of hers talking about the first time that she was harassed 
and how it's only gotten worse. Lisa Brown, who is just a, a, a fucking sweetheart, like, beyond, you know, beyond words, has talked about how she's been harassed. Um, and, and, you know, it's just, it's just out of bounds. Um, and, and, you know, I, listen, I abhor bigotry and what we need to be able to do, uh, as, as a society, as gamers, as, you know, what, whatever group you want to call yourself. Um, if you are a, a normal if you think yourself to be a normal, uh, free-thinking, just person, you cannot stand. You cannot sit on the fence with this stuff. Um, there are there are people on Twitter right now. There's a, a person in particular that I won't I won't necessarily call out, um, but he he happens to be on a show that I listen to. Um, and his name rhymes with Rowan Frood. Um, and he he's he's choosing to to sit idly on the sidelines as he was called out by some of his contemporaries um, or at least, uh, f- you know, former former co-workers to 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 draw a line in the sand and and say something. And, you know, I got to I've got to say to to those of you in a position of power, um, to those of you in a position of privilege, the real courage is standing up and, and grabbing the torch when you can stand on the sidelines, when you have the luxury of standing on the sidelines and doing nothing. Um, that's, that's when true courage is, is, is shown and this particular person, you can, you know, check out the Twitter feeds. I was going to say, I was going to say it. I was going to say who it was. Oh, okay. I mean, you can, you can go right ahead and say, and say it. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a person that I talk about on the show. I've talked about on the show before. Owen Good. Um, who's, who's decided that he was, he was called out by a, a, uh, a, you know, former coworker and, and maybe former friend. I don't know. Um, I don't think they work together. They worked in oh, the same okay. field though. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and 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 a former peer, and and he was asked to you know why why will he say something about this stuff, and he's decided to to be fucking Sweden on this, uh, Switzerland on this, and you can't be you can't be Switzerland on this. You can't. You can't. You can't. And you know, and and I I was just reading his feed right before I started speaking, and. He's he's gone even further to talk about this militant, you know, for us or against us talk is is divisive. And and while again, you know, the 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 whole debate is more nuanced than that. But really what it boils down to is you cannot, if you've got a wife, if you've got daughters, if you've got a sister, if you have a fucking mother, everyone has a fucking mother. If you have a mother and your mother is out there doing what's right and someone, because she is a woman, tells her that she is going to fucking die, you cannot stand on the sidelines and just say, well, it's not my fucking fight. Fuck you for saying it's not my fucking fight. That shit is bullshit. And I'm fucking tired of fucking bigots being sitting out there 
doing nothing because they feel like it's okay for them to be bigots. And I'm just going to, you know, I know I'm, I'm hot right now. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to say this really, really quickly. I've got, I've got friends on, you know, on the Xbox and stuff like that. Again, you know, like I've said before, people that I've known since the inception of the Xbox live, I've been on Xbox live since week one. Um, we were talking one day months ago, um, about homosexuality and uh, a couple of my friends who are less evolved than I would like them to be, uh, were talking about how homosexuality is, you know, it's wrong, it's this, it's that, and you know, and, and the third, and it's a choice, and you know, all of these things that that uh, you know, in this day and age, you would think that people would kind of understand and and you know realize it just isn't isn't necessarily true. Um, but but you know this one one particular friend was steadfast in his disdain for for homosexual activity and homosexuals in general in general and you know i you know finally just came out after you know trying to explain to him like hey man you know that's not only is it not cool and i'm not even talking about politically correct i'm just you know it's not cool because these are human beings and you know that 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 you, you maybe you kind of understand that these are human beings and like you you're a human being and you know the, the way who you love and how you choose to love them isn't necessarily something that you choose it's just how you are um you know and once he kind of pig-headedly refused to to understand that i just said all right well you're a bigot and he he proudly grabbed onto the bigot and he said, all right, well, I'm a bigot. And, and, you know, and that's OK. Like we once that was put out there, we came to an understanding. You are a bigot and I have no problems with calling you a bigot because of the way that you are acting and the way that you are, are uh, you know, based on your belief systems and. You know, anytime that subject comes up, I'm going to say your views are bigoted and you've got to own that and you've got to own it with me. And what I would what I wish people would continue to do is to call people out so that they have to own who they are. Oh, and good. You're a misogynist, because if you can't see how it's important for you to come out and speak out against someone being threatened because they're a woman, then obviously there's something wrong with you, not something wrong with them. There's something wrong with the, the person who's threatening, obviously. But what the fuck is wrong with you that you can't understand that this shit is wrong and you have a platform for in, in which you reach thousands of people Hundreds to of say thousands, to them, millions of people. Right, right. Potentially millions of people. Yeah, you work for fucking Polygon to to reach these people and say, hey, look, we haven't we aren't blind to what's happening and we're going to speak out against it. Or at least you're going to speak out against it. You know, someone who is a peer, a peer of yours was asking you to come out and say and, and speak up against. I mean, like, what kind of fucking limb are you jumping out on, uh, off of to say, hey, threatening people because you don't like their game or threatening people because they're a woman is fucked up. You shouldn't do it. Like, like, how hard is that? How hard is that? I mean, it's so fucked up. And I just want to say, Brianna. 
Um, you know, everybody over at Isometric, we love you. I love you guys. I'm a fanda. Um, you know, I sent out a tweet last night. Anybody who has some dumb shit to say, you want to say it to me, you want to come to my house, you want to shoot me, you want to do all that other stuff, all you got to do is ask, I will give you my address. Fuck you, you fucking punks. And this has been brought to you by, no, I'm just joking. Shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers, I, man. I, and this is the thing, because, and the reason I even, we even kind of wanted to delve back into this is, so we'll give a little bit quick, a little bit of a quick you know, we'll calm down for a hot second and move back a spec, <sighs> move back a space. So, uh, Frank Cifaldi, who I follow, and I, I guess I follow, I've been following because they do. He's working on IDARP with other ocean. Shout out to Mike Michael. Shout, shout out to <laughs> <laughs> how you gonna give a shout out after saying fuck seventeen times? Anyway. Oh my god, seventeen. Yeah, Shit. I think I counted. Fuck. Anyway, <laughs> eighteen. He. The reason that we even bring this up is because he called out Owen Good on this. And it was like, can you, you know, why are you guys not reporting on this? Why is this not a story on your site when you guys will run, you know, you and Kotaku and other and other places will run these kind of fluffy stories about nonsensical things that have nothing to do with gaming, nothing to do with the, with the culture, nothing to do with the people being involved. And Owen's response to that tweet was, uh, let me just pull it up really quick. He said, he said, hashtag Gamergate people wouldn't believe how many anti Gamergate people I've blocked and vice versa, you people deserve one another. Now, again, we have had this discussion about there's always people on the fringe on both sides of a story where everyone will get heated and they will do certain things. My issue with that is the false equivalence. Right, right, right. And the fact that people will, when, when when he was questioned about it, he said, well, what happened to the safe space that I thought that I had that I had while being online? And I kind of had to laugh because I was like, you mean the same safe space that all these women who have been discussing this and all these people of color who have been discussing this for decades right. have should have had right. right just from the jump right. and have really never had a chance to have that? Right. Wow. It must yeah. feel really weird for you to be right. in the seat right next to me now, yeah. knowing that we live in this life together because now someone has called you out on your privilege. Right. The thing that I really want to actually focus on is not necessarily just Owen Good because he's one person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That is a part of the story and part of the yeah. narrative. And again, yes, I want to um, just, right. you know, uh, say the same sentiments to Brianna and crew. About, you know, we support you. We are here for you. You know, we support you and everything that you guys have been doing. But the question I want to say is, where are all the other sites? Like in the in the half an hour to an hour that we've been taping, it has only come out now that other people have been calling those folks out for not having pieces that they have finally written pieces. And you'll see them throughout the weekend. And on Monday, when this goes up, they have finally responded to it. But the the thing that always bugs me out is the fact that it's like it takes people for you for people to say that you're not doing something for them to be reactive to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that really bugs me out. I haven't seen any like besides Klepik, who has been the person who's gotten the brunt of it forever. And and Alex Navarro, uh, who will say things from time to time. Uh, Steven, Steven Totillo, who who uh, posted the. Um, from Kotaku, who posted the the story about Brianna, um, having to to leave her home 
Yeah, they posted that stuff. Uh, right. You know, like this happened last night. Right. It's right. been it's been twelve hours, twelve, sixteen, eighteen hours at this point. Right. And it's not like people don't call each other up and be like, "Yo, this shit is blowing up. You need to pay attention to this." Right. Um, but where are the like? Where's Jeff Gersman on this? Right. Like, you run one of the biggest gaming sites on the planet. Where have you been? Right. You know, where are some of the other folks? And it's not like everyone has to chime where's in on IGN? everything. I, here's the shit about IGN. And this is the thing that bugs me out. IGN sp- explicitly says that their main demographic is the dude bro. Right. It's been it's on their website. I right. forgot the name of the site. I'll link it somehow. I'll, I'll see if I can find that link. But their marketing speak to advertisers is we are the dude bro group. We want dude bro shit. We want you to send us. Right. All, so all, they are the gamer gators. They right. are, they're, not, the ga- they're not the, they're ga- the no, gamer. No, 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 no. Gators. I don't want to because that's not that's not that's not that's not reasonable either. <laughs> they're not the gamer gators. Right. But the 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 demographic that the not your shield people say that they aren't. Right. And the gamer gators say that they aren't. Right. Is there. It's big enough that people will advertise directly to it in a way that is unlike any other gaming site that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's in the content. You mean I mean like because Kotaku is run by the folks who run Gawker, which is whatever. Right. We're not even going to talk about those folks because that's a whole other st- that's a whole other thing. They don't necessarily run the the best pieces when it comes to actually writing about games. They write good stuff. I like Tatillo. I don't right. like some of the fluff pieces that they write because it doesn't have anything to do with games. Right. But when they do tackle a subject, they tackle it well enough that they can kind of, you know, skirt skirt the line. Like Evan Narciss, when he talks about race in games, he's amazing at it. Totillo, yeah. when he talks about some of his, his experiences, is really good at it. Owen, to a certain extent, sometimes when he was talking about stuff when he was when he's when he's at Polygon, it has a decent uh, uh, grasp of some of the things that he wants to talk about. But he also is, he slips up as well. But my thing is, what do the big sites have to lose by coming out like we just did saying this is bullshit. We will not have any we will not have any part in it. We do not think that this is viable. We do not think this is right. If you are a part of this group, we don't want you. I came into a conversation weirdly on Friday, right before I left work with a gentleman who works at Intel. He works at Intel. He's doing exactly what I do, but for Intel, he's a customer service rep. Or at least he has uh, conversations with the customer service reps. And he was like, the Gamergator stuff got to the CEO. Hmm. Like, wow. the the flood of emails and the flood of stuff got to the CEO. But like we talked about last week, it doesn't matter what the messaging is. It matters that it got to the CEO. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And they pulled right. their stuff because of that, because it was like right. the CEO freaked the hell out. It was like, we need to squash this. My thing is the people who are in these places who are who are these gate holders, not gate holders. I don't even want to use that word because that's not necessarily what it is. But it's like you have a platform. You can speak to this in a way where your audience is big and wide and loud. And there are subsects of those audiences that are abs- uh, who are absolutely talking against it. But it needs to be said from the top. The people at the top of that food chain need to come out and say, this is bullshit. Fuck you. If you're one of those folks who believes this, fuck you. I don't want to have to deal with that. I'm nuanced enough that I've had devs who follow me, who I, a couple of them I had to unfollow today because the stuff that they were spitting out was straight garbage, who I, at first I wanted to support their projects. I can't support right. their projects now. Right. 
I will not support their projects now. I want to shout them out, but I'm not going to because to a certain extent, that information about the information of being tied to that game or being being tied to this movement might, you know, their games are good. The games that the games that they're supposed to be coming out with are actually fun. You know, that's a slippery slope of saying, you know, if you have an opposing view, I, I will I will squash you down in the way that I think you should be, which is a thing that I don't necessarily approve of, but I will not right. stand for and ride with people who are, you know, spouting nonsense out that is getting people's lives changed. Right. This is not something that is in a bubble. This is not in some weird like vortex of nonsense where it doesn't affect people. The people who are on that side of the fence who are doxing people and harassing people talking about they'll take a knife to, 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 to devs and show up at their house, like posting the people's addresses on right. Twitter. Right. Those right. people, nothing happens to those people's 90% of the time. Right. But this woman and the other two women in the past eight to 10 months that have had to leave their homes because of assholes, their lives are changed forever. So right. again, we don't stand and even, for that. And yeah. And even, even the women that, that haven't gone that far, their lives, right. Their lives are, are negatively affected by right. this. It, you know, I mean, kind of, kind of like, you know, what I was saying before about, uh, you know, about friends, you know, friends of the show that have come out and, and, you know, not even said anything controversial, but because this is a, a male dominated industry, a male dominated hobby. Um, the, the, uh, the ability to be a fucking dick um, to a woman is is kind of acceptable. You know, it's not even acceptable, but it's it's the norm. Like it, you know, people, women have to basically go into the games industry with the understanding that they are black people entering the workplace in the 60s right. that you know that they're going to get um you know the 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 the, the type of 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 rhetoric that they're going to hear the the types of conversations that they're going to hear are going to be demeaning and and they're going to come home um, you know, and it's not even necessarily the 60s. I mean, I, I felt this way and I, you know, I definitely I'm an old dude, but I'm not that fucking old. You know, I didn't start working until the late 90s. Um, and but I've definitely come home feeling like less than a a black man because of the way that I had to sell out and eat, eat and digest and smile after it shit at work. Because people felt like the way to connect with me was to talk down to me or speak some kind of stupid slang or or say, you know, the newest thing that they heard on Martin or whatever, you know, and I, in order for me to not lose my shit and not be labeled the angry black man, just like a woman's, you know, not to be angry, labeled the bitch um, has to has to kind of swallow their pride and and just take it uh because it's you know it's it's just a silly a silly remark or something to that effect and you know but then when you go come home you deal you know you 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 feel all that angst um this isn't you know that part is shitty 
So, and they have to deal with that. And that's not fair. But what's worse is what's actually happening. And, and, you know, again, it's just, I, I abhor, abhor bigotry, abhor it. Like this is, there is, there is absolutely no place for it to happen. You know, this is, we are in the 21st century, halfway through the second decade in the 21st century. I can literally at the, at the touch of my fingertips. First of all, I am talking to you guys from this thing, a series of fucking tubes. You're downloading it on your personal phone that you can get all sorts of information from. Why are people still acting this way today? And if you run into these people, if you have contact with these people, it is your duty to let them know the type of asshole that they are. Ostracize these people into oblivion. That is the only way that we can stop this shit. We cannot nice our way through this. You've got to call people out on the dumb shit they do and not be afraid to do so. It, it, it's It's got to stop. It has to stop. We cannot just allow these people to continue to be who they are. If they shout, you have to shout louder. And that sucks, but that's how it has to happen. And not, you know, if, if two fucking assholes are shouting, then four reasonable Mickey Fickies have to shout louder back at them. I agree. I it's, mean, that's the thing. That's the it, thing. I mean, that's, that's, you cannot, you cannot be ambivalent to what's happening, Owen Good. You can't be. You can't be. Because you like, you know, again, he's sitting around talking about where where is his where is his freedoms, his freedom of speech? Where's my fucking freedom of speech as I'm sitting here and and I'm watching the you know news coverage of people that look like me getting murdered in the streets by the peace officers all the fucking time. And I've got to sit and talk to my white girlfriend and, and explain to her why I'm upset about this and why I'm sitting here and watching this shit all the fucking time. And I'm worried about what's going to happen to my sons who look like me as I sit. And every time I walk out of my fucking door, I've got to sit around and worry about whether or not I'm going to legitimately come home tonight. Not because some motherfucker is going to try and rob me or shoot me, but because some cop may stop me on the street and, and decide that today Today is the day that he gets to kill a nigga. Fuck that shit. You guys have to understand this shit. You cannot sit around and let this shit keep happening and, and be ambivalent to it. You cannot sit on the sidelines. You've got to sit back and say enough is a fucking enough. Stop this bullshit. We've got to stop it. And, period. This, is, and this is the thing. And, and I have had that conversation. Fuck. I've had that conversation numerous times with... People who are not in my gaming circle, but I think to a certain extent, these conversations as well. And this is something that I was going to talk about maybe two shows ago, but did, we didn't have enough time to do it. The people who like I have friends who I've been gaming with for, like you said, in, on your side for a long time. I've been gaming with my circle of friends for maybe eight, eight years or so, maybe nine, ten We're all different backgrounds, different racial, economic, all that stuff. 
I know that people to a certain extent don't have those conversations because the gaming space is your getaway place. Right. But when the consoles go off, your life is still there. Right. Those conversations, it's probably the most perfect place to have those conversations. Absolutely. Because you're in a place together where you're doing fun things. You can right. you can you can have a conversation and not feel like you're 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 you don't have that face to face, but you are spending time with other people who may not be like you, who have different lifestyles, who have different ways of thinking, and to be able to if you can't do it in that space, you're never gonna do it in person. Right. You're never gonna do it in a way that's actually gonna matter even more if you have those conversations where you, where you don't lose anything. The worst thing you could lose when you're playing Destiny or you're playing whatever game and you have a conversation with someone who's from another group or another sect or whatever is that you hit the remove friend button and they remove themselves from your life. You remove them from your life. But the things that happen outside of those games are consistently happening all the time. I don't understand why people don't have those conversations while they're gaming, while they're in spaces where they feel like they could be comfortable having those conversations. And the thing is, you don't lose anything. You don't lose anything. Right. You've said right. your piece. You've shared an information. You've given someone right. a, a glimpse into what your life is. Right. And that's it. If they want to absorb that, they can. If they don't want to, they don't have to. That's not the point. Like, I'm a firm believer in saying things just because you need to say them, not because they will make people's lives feel better. Like, it'll make, it'll, it'll assuage, you know, make their feelings okay. Right. I think you have to be cognizant of people's feelings. That's, that's, that's paramount. But you also have to not sugarcoat your life. And, and, and sugarcoat how those things are affecting you in the real right. ways that they are. So, yeah, I just I just didn't. I'm, I'm you know, listen, I, I realize I, I may have just had an out of body experience. Um, I think you blacked uh, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I African-American doubt. Um, no, I wasn't talking I, about that. I was talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 blacked yeah, out. yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, yeah. I, so. So let me please please um allow me to apologize to those of you who who thought you would get the happy go lucky stubby stand you got that for about 75 percent of the show um but you know i mean listen this shit is serious um i I've, i definitely feel a certain kind of way about it um you know again like like ka said it it hits kind of close to home and, and you know and and uh um, because these are these are people that that share our space um, that that, you know, even though we haven't met them, um, but we you know, we do talk to them and, and consider them friends um, of ours. Um, you know, we definitely share very similar interests, um, you know, so it does it does hit hit closer to home for us. And, um, you know, but but the fact that for those people who who are also in this space to be so cavalier when when presented you know it's it's one thing to say to politicize your answer and say well you know for for reasons that i can't go into i'm not allowed to talk about it or you know whatever 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 it is you know find some corporate way of of backing out of it but but uh, you again i you know again i will reiterate there is no room for ambivalence in these types of situations. There's just no room. And to be quite honest, the, you know, the, the, the summer of, of, of shootings that we just, that we've gone through, um, 
you know, and, and even the, the, the shootings and the tasings and, you know, all the, all the silly things that black people wind up having to go through. Um, and, you know, silly in, in quotes that black people have to go through is, you know, being Americans, being American fucking citizens, um, is, is, you know, these are things that I don't think anyone should really be ambivalent about. Um, and, 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 you know, in our treatment in society, but the treatment of non-white males in American society needs to change. And as, and all of those people that aren't affecting change are standing in the way of it. And you need to figure out which side of that, of that pen, you know, of that pendulum you want to be on. You need to either affect change or get the fuck out of the way. Period. I would, I would, I would broaden that circle up to to all, you know, under underserved, you right, know, mar- right, marginal right. marginalized marginalized groups. peoples. Yes, but yes, this, but it, this is it, the yes. thing that I would want to focus on again, really quickly, before we get okay. out of here on the I'm sorry. on the tell them why you mad son podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is is this is the thing that I want folks to think about, and I'm sure that you're all smart. We this is the reason why we love you guys as our audience because right. you guys think right. about this stuff just as much as right. we do. Is when I ask the question of what do you have to lose to these bigger sites and these folks who are not talking about it, but are having you know look at what Oreos I ate today or right. look at right. whatever <laughs> you know la 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 I did today whatever this is the right. game I did while people are getting shot in the face. Right. It's more telling that their silence is there because I think, I think that they know their audience. They understand who their audience is. Right, right. And the reason that they're not saying anything is because they have money tied in it. A lot of them have gone away from advertising, advertising in the way that we used to see um, print uh, and web journalism go. So they're doing a lot of subscription based services. We're seeing that the way the gaming journalism in general is dying out, you know, sure. like people are compl- yeah. people are fighting about this. And again, this is all about games. Think about that. This is all about video right. games. Right. Right. This is all about video games. Besides mm-hmm. the other misogynistic bullshit that has gone on in society since inception, right. <laughs> since humans. Right. 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 Humans. Since humans. Right. <laughs> this is really telling about what people think about their particular audiences that they're not saying these things because they know that if they did in mass, people would leave huge swaths of their sections of audiences would leave because they know that they can't discuss race. They can't discuss gender. They can't discuss these things without those sections of that, of that group being like, we don't want to hear it has nothing to do with us. Stop blaming us for everything. And why should I care? So think about that next time you go to one of those sites or when you go to one of those podcasts and think about the people that they're serving. It's not a boycott. It's not a boycott. I'm not calling that a boycott. Right. Right. <laughs> boycott GoFundMe because that's another story. Right. Yeah. Darren you Wilson go. stuff. They, that's the, you can I'm saying boycott GoFundMe. the hell out of them. Right. But don't but like think about that as a conversation that you should be having with your gamer friends of like, yo, these are the people who were giving clicks. These are the people who were giving attention to these. are the, These are the podcasts that we're listening to or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's very, very telling in the way that people do what they do. 
and the motivations that they use and the things that they are not saying are just as loud as the things that they are saying. So with that said, yeah, uh, I guess it's time for us to get out of here. It was, it was a, I, I feel, I don't feel bad. Cause we, I think we needed to say that we needed to plant our flag. I mean, uh, put our line in the sand and say, yo, these are not things that we are going to rock with. Cause that's not who right. we are as people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I firmly believe in what we just said. I firmly believe in what we just so told you as our audience of like, this is who we are. This is the people who we rock with. We are nuanced in every way that we can possibly nuance. We have so many conversations that we don't talk about because it's not nuanced. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. But, but that's the thing that is not here on the internet right now. Nuance is not here. And we need to bring more nuance back to the conversation. We need to bring more nuance back to, you know, the way we cover games, the way that we talk about games, the way that we talk about the people who are in those spaces. So we want you to rock with us as being the most nuanced, calm video game podcast that you've ever heard on the planet. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. With that said, it's not really a podcast. It's not really. You know, you know it's co- it's a conversation. You know, I want to snap my fingers and and put on some nag champa incense and. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, with that said, can you please share the social media business while I thank folks for for being on and listening to us? This is episode episode 33 of the Spawn on Me podcast. Can you do that, please? Sure, absolutely. Um, You know, I love all of you guys. Uh, If you want to follow us on Twitter, my captain is at Kajakins. On Twitter, myself is at Stubby Stan. The show is at Spawn on Me, and our site is at Spawn Point Blog. Uh, don't forget our buddy Dan the Robot at Him a Robot, and or at Dan the Robot at Dan the Robot at Dan the Robot at Dan the Robot. I'm I'm so fucked up. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I'm fired up, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, remember to like us on Facebook, like our our uh, the Spawn Point Gaming Blog, like uh. Spawn on Me podcast on Facebook, our fan pages. Let's keep the conversations going there. Um, I'd love to hear your feelings on the tirade that I just went on. Uh, good, bad, indifferent. I definitely embrace it all. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's do that. Uh, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate um give us you know whatever review you feel you see fit um we'd like some five stars but that would be great you know um whatever review we just want to know that you're listening what you think um and uh follow us on soundcloud and listen to us on stitcher and all the other places wherever you find your favorite podcast even you unanimous um who couldn't find us but you know that's something for another day i love you bro (laughs) Um, and uh yeah uh let's see what else do we have oh if you want to uh send feedback to the show you can email us at feedback at the spawn point blog.com or uh khalif or cicero at the spawn point blog.com respectively um what else do we have that's it tell your friends tell uh your partners Tell your your mothers, your sisters, your brothers, your uncles, your Owen Goods. Tell Owen Goods to listen <laughs> to the show. Um, you know, tell them to come see me, and we can have a conversation. We can have a dialogue. I will not uh, dial back the things that I said. Um, you know, but I I do listen to his podcast that he's on. So um, tell everyone to listen to our show. We think it's a great show, and uh, I think you guys think it is too. So if you do. Um, please feel free to share it because we love you and uh, 
that feels cathartic to kind of say that I love you guys um, and to kind of get all that shit off my chest. And and so, and I think yeah. I think to a certain extent, if we all take a second, inhale, exhale. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh man, that was good. crazy, that was good. That was crazy good. craziness. That was good. But we do thank you all for listening. We do thank right. you all for rocking with us. We do thank you for yes. sharing the show, spreading right. the word. Uh, hopefully, after this show, you'll continue to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and and hopefully uh, next week's show will be very, very, very big, uh, big for you guys, and very, very big for us. Um, we were supposed to have a special guest on this week, but uh, you know, through due to unforeseen for circumstances, we were unable to. Um, we will we will get that person back on the show definitely, um, and you know, as soon as everyone's schedules permit. But hopefully next week will be a really, really big show. We are super excited about it and we're crossing our fingers, cross your fingers for us um, so that we can bring you something um, almost literally exclusive. Um, it's man, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Cross, you your, cross your fingers and cross your toes yeah. for us and hopefully we'll, yeah, exactly. we'll make that happen. Yeah. Uh, so this has been the Spawn on Me podcast, episode 33. Pancake Cancer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and we say peace. Peace.